better. And I got to the point where it's hard to eat. And you know, that's a real problem for me. And so I went to the doctor, and they told me, so we're going to test you for strep. I said, well, I've never had strep, as far as I know. Well, I got strep throat. And they thought I might have had thrush, too, because uh, my, my tongue was worse than, got worse than my, my throat did. And, you know, I went back to the doctor, and they were, they'd done some tests and had to run a culture and everything. But you know what I told Brother Wade asked me if I was going to be able to sing this morning. I told him, I said, God works miracles. And I didn't ask for nobody else to do this because Brother Joe asked me to do it this morning. So you know what? I was going to come up here. If, I, if it took everything I had, I was going to hair lip the devil. Well, he wasn't going to stop me this morning. And yesterday morning, I woke up. And let me tell you what. I, I'm, I'm not 100%, but I tell you what, I was so much better yesterday morning. As soon as I woke up, out, I, just, I just sat in my chair yesterday morning. It was probably 6.30 in the morning. I went in the living room, and I just sat and praised God because I could swallow. I could talk. I could eat. And so this morning, we're going to sing, How Great Is Our God. We're going to sing about how His goodness, His mercy... And uh, right now we're going to, but I want to sing this song this morning. I was sitting in the in the living room and, and this song come to me. And uh, let's all stand this morning. 626 is in the, in, the, in the spiral book. Soon and very soon, we're going to see our king. You know what? One of these days, we won't have to have any more of these problems. Sickness will be done away with. Sorrow will be done away with. All the problems and pressures of this life will all be done away with. And I believe it's soon it's going to take place. Amen. Well, soon and very soon, we are going to see the King. Soon and very soon, we are going to see the King. Soon and very soon, we are going to see the King. Hallelujah, hallelujah, we're going to see the King. And no more crying there, we are going to see the King. No more crying there, we are going to see the King. No more crying there, we are going to see the King. Hallelujah, hallelujah, we're going to see the King. And no more dying there, we are going to see the King. No more dying there, we are going to see the King. No more dying there, we are going to see the King. Hallelujah, hallelujah, we're going to see the King. Yes, soon and very soon, we are going to see the King. Soon and very soon, we are going to see the King. Soon and very soon, we are going to see the King. Hallelujah, hallelujah, we're going to see the King. Yes, soon and very soon, we are going to see the King. Soon and very 
listen, we are going to see the king. Soon and very soon, we are going to see the king. Hallelujah, hallelujah, we're going to see the king. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's sing this one more time as Brother Kali comes for responsive reading this morning. Yes, soon and very soon, we are going to see the King. Soon and very soon, we are going to see the King. Soon and very soon, we are going to see the King. Hallelujah, hallelujah, we're going to see the King. Pledge to be in the house of the Lord again. Just thank Him for all manner of things. Now, Brother Garrett, if I don't mind saying this, I'm just going to say, my cabinets fell off the wall. And uh, he said, I'll come, and, I'll come and take care for you. That's okay, brother. Here. <laughs> and uh, he said, "Whenever you get your material, I come and take care of it." So when I got it, he did it on my time, not on his time. And uh, I mean, he just, he just did when I got ready to get it done. And uh, he said, "Well, I'll be there." Eight o'clock in the morning, if you can be up. <laughs> so I got, well, I got up for 35 years to go to work at six o'clock. I think it'd be about eight o'clock in the morning. <laughs> so he, he come and took care of for me. And God bless him. And I, I, I really thank him for it. You, you, you think about people. Somebody else asked me to do something for them. I said, okay, I'll do it. And when I got there, it was in the evening, about 4 o'clock, when the sun got on at 9. But it was a dark day. So I'm not going nowhere with you this time of day. You, 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 you just come, so you might as well just go back home. And I did. <laughs> That's what I had to do. But it, it just show the difference in people, you know. And uh, God bless us all. If we really love him and love others, he'll take care of us, and we, we really thank you. Amen. We're going to read this morning from Psalm 138. Verses 1 through 8. Let us, let us pray. Heavenly Father, we are so grateful and thankful that you love us all and that you give us love more than we deserve. Lord, for you so loved us that you hang upon the cross suffering, love and being whipped all night, love and having a crown of thorns on your head and nails in your hands and in your side and your feet. Lord, and you still saying, Father, forgive them. 
for they know not what they do. So his love was for the people. And his word is still here for us the same way, loving us if we would just accept what he have to offer unto us. It's no, no price for us at all. All that we have to do is accept it. God, and we thank you for these things. We ask you for the words that we read this morning, Father, let them be a part of our lives and in our hearts. We ask you for the services and the sermons that we hear ministered unto us. God, that we will accept it and be a part of it. Lord, for you will come. You're going to take those that have accepted it. Lord, the price is no charge, so let us accept it. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. Psalm 138, verses 1 through 8. I will praise thee with my whole heart. Before thee, God, I will sing praise unto thee. In the day when I cried, thou answered me, and strengthenest me with strength in my soul. Yea, they shall sing in the ways of the Lord, for great is the glory of the Lord. Though I walk in the midst of trouble, thou wilt revive me. Thou shalt strengthen forth thine hand hand against the wrath of my enemies, and thy right hand shall save me. The Lord will be present to me, and mercy, O Lord, endureth forever. Forsake not the works of thine own hands. Amen. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Amen. At this time, I have Brother Kern, if he doesn't mind, come receive the tithes and offerings this morning. Amen. Let's sing this uh, chorus. Ain't God good? Sing our sing our church medley this morning. Uh, um, 
don't know if we hadn't sung this in a while, but I was thinking about that yesterday morning. Ain't God good to give us so many blessings? Well, ain't God good to give us so many blessings undeserving? That's what we are. We ought to thank Him, love and praise Him a little more today and a whole lot more tomorrow. Ain't God good? Ain't God good to give us so many blessings undeserving? That's what we are. We ought to thank Him, love and praise Him today and a whole lot more tomorrow ain't God good yes I'm a new creation I'm a brand new man oh things are passed away I've been born again more than a conqueror that's what I am I'm a new creation I'm a brand new man and we are heirs of the Father. We are joined heirs with the Son. We are people of His kingdom. We are family. We are one. Is ain't God good to give us so many blessings undeserving? That's what we are. We ought to thank Him, love and praise Him a little more today and a whole lot more tomorrow. Ain't God good? Cause I'm a new creation. I'm a brand new man. Old things are passed away. I've been born again more than a conqueror. That's what I am. I'm a new creation. I'm a brand new man. And we are heirs of the Father. We are joint heirs with the Son. We are people of His kingdom. We are family. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. How many can say, let's stand this morning. Let's sing a part of this. As I journey through the land, singing as I go, pointing souls to Calvary, to the crimson flow. Many arrows pierce my soul from without within. But my Lord leads me on, through him I must win. And oh, I want to see him look upon his face. There to sing forever of his saving grace. On the streets of glory, let me lift my voice. Cares all past, home at last, ever to rejoice. Thou went in service for my Lord, dark may be the night. But I'll 
circling more close to him, he will give me life. Satan's snares may vex my soul, turn my thoughts aside. But my Lord goes ahead, leads whatever be tied. Oh, I want to see him and look upon his face. There to sing forever of his saving grace. On the streets of glory, bless you. Let me lift my voice. Cares all past, home at last, ever to rejoice. I want to see him and look upon his face. There to sing forever of his saving grace. On the streets of glory. sing forever of his saving grace on the streets of glory let me lift my voice carries on last home at last ever to rejoice amen let's rejoice a little bit today though there's no way that we get over that let's do a little rejoicing today around the word of god good to have each and every one of you with us good to see you this morning <clears throat> Good to be in the house of the Lord. Uh, let's just remember those ones that are coming back from uh, Bethel Camp, and uh, about half of our youth is gone uh, there. So, uh, and uh, Sister Esther and Sister uh, Rachel, uh, they may need a volume when they get back, but they cooked for several hundred kids this weekend. So, been keeping them in our heart and prayer. That they get through because I know what they went through. I know what they're going through. Me and Sister June did it for, for a few years. So so we sure do uh, uh, want to pray for them. Get them back home. Get them back home safe. And um, I, I'm sure that's all worked out. Everybody to get, they're bringing them back home and, and all that. Yes. Okay. All right. <clears throat> also remember Brother Luis will be speaking for us this coming Wednesday night. Um, and I think he give the... Um, other announcements, but I want to make a couple of uh, special announcements on November the 7th. Now, that's on a Tuesday night, November the 7th, Tuesday night. Uh, Brother Chris Long will be with us. We're going to change our service from Wednesday night to Tuesday night. All right. But that's going to get you acclimated because two weeks from then on Thanksgiving weekend for about the last five years, we've moved from Wednesday night to Tuesday night. So we're not moving it permanent, but Brother Chris couldn't get here on Wednesday. He's preaching for Brother Joel Forney. So um, uh, everybody, love, we all love Brother Chris, and we sure do appreciate his ministry. And so uh, to get the opportunity for that, November the 7th, on a Tuesday night, we'll have service. All right? Then two weeks later, we'll have Thanksgiving week to, so everybody can get out of town or do whatever you're going to do. We won't have a Wednesday. We'll have Tuesday night service all right so everybody with me on that and i think brother luis y'all be leaving that week right you and sister christine okay and and i think i've got you down to preach that wednesday too just keep that if that's too much for you we'll do something else i know sometimes uh you get um ready to leave they're going out of the country for two or three weeks so uh going to honduras and different places uh down there and brother um, um aaron's going also and also brother christian from 
um, Ohio, and I heard you were going. Good. That's great. You liked it over there, didn't you? Don't like it too much. Come back. Melka, round trip ticket. Not one way. So keep those in your hearts and prayers. Also remember the church dinner coming up and thanks, man, it's Thanksgiving already. Wow, grief. But just remember all these things. Remember dad and mom. Um, mom and Anna are down there with him now and, and just keep him in your prayer that, that the Lord will uh, rejuvenate his body and strengthen him so we can get him back uh, back here. So uh, all minds clear. Good to see Brother Martin and Sister Cheryl back with us. Good to have you with us today. And you're not a visitor anymore. You already came one time. So, But good to have you with us. And uh, just enjoy yourself. Uh, that man that you saw up here a few minutes ago, Brother Collie, he's been around for 50, 50, about since the church started and 52 years ago, him and Brother Darty over there. So we've got some that's been here a long time, and he's just full, full of wisdom. He's just a uh, good brother, and he, he is not going to outrun you. I'll promise you that. <laughs> Slow and steady wins the race, right? That book you read, who wins every time? Turtle. Turtle always wins. There's never been another book that the turtle didn't win. All right? So this is like us, slow and steady. We've had a ministry here that's lasted for 50-something years, and we sure do appreciate the background that we have in a teaching ministry. And that's what we're going to jump back. I know Wednesday night I kind of jumped off the track a little bit and was talking to you about faith. Oh, also, I don't know. They're going to have a moral service for Sister Freedom. I can't get in contact with anybody if anybody's watching in. They can get in contact with her son. I've been trying um, because they want to have it here, but we don't know when. They're talking about next Saturday, so I really, we really need to know. But um, she's um, she's already been cremated, and uh, we're going to have a uh, a memorial service for her quickly. Uh, I think so. So just keep that in your heart and prayer. We may have a Saturday service you know okay so just we'll we'll let you know and on whatsapp or on the website or or um i'll call you and let you know if if that service is uh is on saturday so just keep that family in prayer uh, for the loss of a loved one there i was looking um in the study there there's that picture of everybody the 40th anniversary of the church brother dick and different ones there brother al that's already passed on sister frida um we sure do miss them all uh, we miss Brother Gary and, and Brother Ray, and Brother Richard Marlowe, all the ones that went on to be with the Lord. We sure do miss them. And, uh, uh, but we got to keep on. Like we said Wednesday night, the battle's still raging. We got to keep on. We got to keep on fighting. No backing up. We got to keep on fighting the good fight of faith. So let's bow our heads. We're going to go back on the Son of Man, part 135. So we'll get up to the Statue of Perfect Man one of these days. So let's bow our heads. Lord, thank you for the day you've given us. Thank you for an opportunity to speak to the greatest people that ever walked on the face of this earth. Lord, I pray that you would be with, Lord, the ones that are not here, the kids and young adults and the adults that are coming back from the youth camp. Lord, I pray that you would be with them, Father. Bless the ones that are sick, Lord, not with us today. Lord, be with the ones that are grieving, Father. I pray that you would be with them. Uh, we have a, a family back home, the Ferguson family, that just lost their, their dad a couple of days ago, Lord, went to the funeral home last night. And, and paid our respects, Lord. We, we just, I told somebody, Lord, I, I, I talked to you. I, I don't, I want to see a birth or, or a wedding or a baptism. I'm tired of funerals. 
Lord, I pray that you'd help us, though, that we will destroy death in this end time. That's what I believe this message is given. You sent that message to a prophet to a group of people to destroy death, and I truly believe that, Lord. And I pray that we would be the ones that see it, Lord. But if not, somebody will. We know that. You already have that in your plan. It's already in the plan of redemption. Can't be changed. You can't change your mind. You knew this was what it was going to be, and you knew who would be here, Lord. We're just preaching and praying, Lord, that, that we just all rise up into that faith for the time that we need for the resurrection. Father, just bless us in this service in Jesus' name. Amen. The Bible tells us, in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. And that Word was made flesh. Are we not hooked up? And that word was made flesh. All right, we know that was we know that was back in Jesus's day. He was the word made flesh. But now, if that person is inside your flesh, he's made your flesh the word of God. You say, "Oh no, that no, we ain't got far enough because this flesh right here has got to be changed by what the word of God." All right. So what's inside of you is the word, and then it's being made flesh now and dwelt among us. We come today to dwell among each other. The word made flesh, and we beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. You can go ahead and be seated, and the Lord add his blessing to the reading of the word. John 3, verse 3, I'll continue on. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see or understand the kingdom of God. I'm going to background just a little bit for, for some of the ones that, that hadn't been here. We believe in this church that we believe in justification, sanctification, and the baptism of the Holy Ghost makes the new birth. All right? Not believing this message, not having an emotion, not having a... Come on, somebody. Y'all can amen if you need to. Okay. But he can't see the kingdom of God unless you're born again, unless the Spirit of God has come inside of you, burnt your old nature out, and put himself inside of you. That's the new birth. All right? Because remember, in this age, we have anointed ones that can be anointed on your flesh and on your spirit realm and still be black in your soul, die and go to hell. That's what the prophet said, all right? So we believe that the three stages takes you to the new birth. All right? <clears throat> and I want to get, get me and Brother... Um, who was the last one here? Brother George Quinn. We're talking about um, people being saved. And we covered this one time before. There's a, there's a group of people that's going to be saved. All right? Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. All right? That's not bride. That's, that's beginning to be bride, but that's not bride. So there's going to be a group of people that say, listen, the world's going to have ten times, a million times more people outside the city than they are Inside that city. Because only the bride gets to live inside that city with 144,000. Everybody with me? So there is a special group of people that, that, that God sent his son. Through him, he told us, you must be born again. Not you might, or you might need to be. No, you must be to even see the kingdom of God. So there's going to be a lot of people, though, that don't get the new birth. Because foolish version in the end time is a virgin of the word of God, but just hadn't went any further. Or had some false teaching that just said, oh, just believe the message. Can't you press play? I'm just me. I'm just who I am. So 
we part of this, we part of the bride. But John 16, 12, watch now. He's going to separate this, and when he separates it, that's the reason we're going up to the statue of perfect man, because only the Holy Ghost in your soul is going to take you up that statue of perfect man. Everybody with me? That, it's only the Holy Ghost in your soul, because these are not the virtues of a human mortal man. These are not the virtues of your DNA that come from your mom and daddy. These come from your spiritual DNA, from your soul, working its way out. Amen. So that we can display them. And we'll talk about it this afternoon, uh, the second service on adoption. That's what we, we, are, re, we are required. We are, uh, and Brother Brown tells us here in just a few minutes, that your new birth and adoption is two different things. I'm going to read you the quote. We know that. But sometimes the people in the message don't know that. You receive the spirit of adoption, but you are not adopted as soon as you come into the family. You're a baby. You don't know how to handle the word of God. The Bible tells us, Ezekiel said, I'll give you a new heart and a new spirit. And Brother Brown tells us, definitely that's not the spirit of God. That's the spirit so you can get along with yourself or start getting along with God. Come to church, read your Bible, do those things, and then I'll put my spirit inside of you. All right? Now, we've been through all these things, but just background. John 16, verse 12 said, I have yet many things to say unto you. This is Jesus now, but you cannot bear them now. All right? He didn't waste a lot of time telling them stuff that was going to be revealed because they didn't have the Holy Ghost. Amen. All right? The Holy Ghost wasn't given until the day of Pentecost. All right? Everybody, there was anointing that was working during that time with Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, all those different ones. And as Brother uh, was saying here, you know, he said that there's flaws. As Brother Bob said, there's flaws in every one of them. But if David would have had the new birth in his soul, he would not have done what he did. If Abraham had the new birth in his soul, he would not have done what he did. All right? But that was anointing under the blood of bulls and goats. They'll be there. They'll be in heaven. Right? Because that's the Old Testament. But that's under bulls and goats, which only covered sin. It didn't do away with sin. Praise God in this time, it's just like he was reading. Such were some of you, but you're washed. You weren't washed by an animal's blood, though. Come on, you were washed by the blood of a man. The man Christ Jesus. And that way he could wash you out. And then he's the only one that can impart his soul into your soul. That was the problem with Adam. Adam thought he could save Eve. He couldn't save Eve. He wasn't a savior. But it was a type of the savior coming on down here in 80-30 and all the different things and preaching the sermon, preaching the message for three and a half years to take a bride out of a group of people. So the bride is what we're talking about today. There are groups of other people that's going to be saved, and, and like I said, they're going to fill this earth completely full, but there's only going to be a certain group inside that city, all right? Because I'm going to read it to you in a minute. Brother Brown says be, there's brides, brides, churches, brides, but they'll come one. Remember, God had to divorce many people, many groups, Israel in the Old Testament, he had to put her away. Brother Ram said he put the Baptists away, he put the Methodists away. Why? Because he was married to them at one time. They had the truth at one time. Wesley was a church age messenger. He had the truth, but not all. He had partial truth. All right? So we're coming to a place to where, as Brother Ram said, all the loose ends will be tied up. All right? And as Brother George was, uh, I know you all know that that was my favorite quote, too, where Brother George was, said the messenger of Malachi 4 will come to do two things. Number one, turn the hearts of the children back to the fathers, back to right here. And then 
revealed the seven thunders which are contained in the seven seals. These divinely revealed mystery truths. What? To a group of people. Not to the world. Not to a denomination. Not to an idea, but to you and me. He'll bring that word and it'll make you, make you be these virtues. If you'll just yield yourself to it. But remember we were preaching the other day, Brother Brown said the Holy, Holy Ghost is timid. Even the Holy Ghost you got inside of you is timid. Read the sermon, Doors and Doors. Brother Brown said once you let God in, he said there's still doors. Now you know how I feel about it. If I was the Holy Ghost, Brother Mark, I'd be going, what's behind that door? i got to quit doing that. <laughs> but what's behind that door? No, the Holy Ghost stands in front of the door. He says, if you want to let me in, you let me in. If you don't, then... But you're not going to live a fulfilled life. You're not going to live a life that's, that's mandated for this church age. All right? Not another age, this age right here. Jesus said, how be it? He, he, the person, the spirit of truth is come. He will guide you into all truth. It didn't say a little bit. It said all truth. For he shall not, now see, it's what we were talking about the other day. For he shall not speak of himself. You know why? Because when he comes here, he's speaking to you. The voice now is in the bride. He's speaking of his bride. Everybody knows me. But they also know June, and June's my bride. And she's the one I want you to give all the accolades to, not me. For putting up with me, she does a lot, gets a lot of accolades. From all of y'all that know me. Sister Regina says... Thank you, sister. Bless your heart. We're humans. <laughs> but he shall not speak of himself. In other words, we know one thing's for sure. Jesus is not here right now. In corporal body, he's not here right now. So where is he if he's here? He's in his bride. He's not a spook that floats around. He's inside of you. And when your hand moves, God's hands move. So whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. Praise God. Brother Ram said, Revelation is the greatest thing that a bride can get. The most powerful thing we have in our hands today is the true revelation of one God. The true revelation there's no eternal hell. The true revelation that we don't have to stand a judgment. The true revelation that... That in the end time, we're just not going to die and then not wait somebody to get us back up. Somebody in this age is going to get us out of the ground. Amen. Death will be destroyed in a group of people. Brother Brown says, look, you must be born again in 1961. You're still what you are until you're actually born again of the Spirit of God. What it means, He says it doesn't change you. What? Your creed, coming to church, reading your Bible. That don't change you. The new birth is an experience, something that you experience, something that takes place. All right? Inside of you, not just an emotion that can, you know, you'll be here one day and down here the next. We have enough of that in the spirit realm. But in your soul today, you should know that you know that you know that there's something down in there motivating you besides what was out in the world, as Brother Bob was reading, all those different things that Paul had in his congregation. Come on, Paul was preaching. That was his congregation that, that Brother Rob was talking about. He said, such were some of you. But there's a way out. You've been washed. Not by regular water. You've been washed by what? The water of the word. Which Brother Brown now tells us that's the bleeding word. So it's a bleeding.
any word of God that we have in the end time. And Brother Brown tells us the reason we're going to have to get back to this statue of perfect man is because man has got involved. All right? So now remember this. Christ in the true church is a continuation of the book of Acts. But the book of Revelation shows how that the Antichrist spirit would come into the church. Church! And defile it. Make it lukewarm, formal, and powerless. Remember that word dunamis is the power that Jesus said we should have and that we would have on the day of Pentecost. It was taken away from the church or eroded by man's ideas. I'm saying probably most in the message too. They've diluted this thing down to where you can't even follow it anymore. Somebody say amen. Because it is. You, we, we fight it all the time. All right. Now here's Jesus in John 17. Now, now there's a, a Lord's Prayer, which is for everybody. All right. And that's okay. This prayer, Jesus was getting ready to go to the cross. This is actually spoken around the Garden of Gethsemane time. And he's praying to the Father about a group of people, not the world. Because watch. For I have given unto them the words which thou gavest me. And they have received them and have known surely that I came out from thee. And they have believed that thou didst send me. Now listen, that wasn't the them twelve that was sitting there in front of him. They didn't understand who he was. And one of them was Judas. They didn't understand, but after the Holy Ghost fell, he did. But he's praying a prayer in the future. I pray for them. I pray not for the world. I'm reading the Bible. But for them which thou hast given me, the children of God, the progeny, the Genesis 1, 26, 27 of God. We'll get into that in just a second. I pray not for the world, for them which thou hast given me, for they are thine. And all mine are thine, and thine are mine, because it's the same person. Wait a minute. And I'm glorified in you, Father. Oh, it says, I am glorified in them. And now I am no more in the world. In other words, I'm getting ready to leave. But these, this group of people, are in the world. Now, he didn't pray to get us out of the world. He prayed to keep the world out of us. And I come to thee, Holy Father, keep through thine own name those whom thou hast given me. That's why the name had to be restored in the end time. Amen. We don't just baptize the name of the Lord Jesus Christ because Brother Bram said do it. It was already in the Bible. Okay. All these major doctrines were already in the Bible. We just couldn't see them because it took a prophet to unveil our eyes. All right? Everybody with me? Because I know a lot of people sitting in here were Trinitarians. Yes, you were. Well, I wasn't because I wasn't nothing. Yeah, me and you. Keep through thine thine own name those whom thou hast given me, that they may be one. Now, this is Jesus. He can't lie, right? Whatever he says, the word of God. Because he is the word of God. This is not secondhand information. This is not number two talking to number one. That they may be one as we are. Now, how was he and the Father one? 
I told you before, in this message, we are the biggest tunis people you ever seen in your life. There's Jesus, and there's this, and there's that, and he's coming. And, oh, he's here. No, he's you. He said that they may be one. Now, how was him and the Father one? It wasn't two separate people. As we are. While I was with them in the world, I kept them in thy name. Praise God. And those that thou givest me, I have kept. Praise God. And none of them is lost except the son of perdition. That the scripture might be fulfilled. Now watch. And now come I to thee. In other words, he's leaving the, the corporal body. Everything's getting ready to leave. But he's not leaving in the way we say leave. Because the world saw him leave. And they don't know where he's at today. We do. And these things I speak in the world. That they might have my joy fulfilled in themselves. He put it right back to me and you. That soul inside of you has never had a bad day. That soul inside of you never had a bad thought. If you're born again today, you are God made manifest in another form called the bride. So you can't be lost. Our bad day is in our spirit realm. And our flesh just manifests what that is. Because remember, God can't change his mind. If he ever loved you before the foundation of the world, he can never unlove you. Don't ever tell me, say, oh, God don't love me. I'm going through all stuff. No, that's a lie. He loves you. You just need to try to love him back. John 17, verse 19. Yeah, I'm kind of preaching today. Sorry about that. And for their sakes, look, for their sakes, I sanctify myself. He could have had a wife, Brother Brown said. Could have had all these different things because he was a human man. But he set himself aside so that he could be what? An example of the statue of perfect man. He is the statue of perfect man. Not an example. He is that. That they also might be sanctified through the what? Through the truth. Neither pray I for these alone. Now watch. But for them also which shall believe on me through their word. Now, that's another group of people. That's bringing another group of people in. All right? That they all may be one. Now, when we all get to glory, when we all get over there in the, in the new city, we're going to be in the city. Millions are going to be outside, but praise God, they got eternal life just like you do. All right? Even a cup of water in my name. They'll be given eternal life. But I don't want to stand at the white throne judgment and be judged by my words or that I gave Brother Donnie a glass of water and hope that's going to help me. No. No. If you have the new birth today, you're already judged. How can the judge judge a judge? If he's a righteous judge and he's inside of you, that's where your judgment comes. Your judgment comes right here. That's why it is a uh, it is imperative that we come to church, that we listen to a five-fold ministry. You can't get it out there. Oh, you can get parts of it, but you'll never come to that statue of perfect man without somebody looking you in the face and saying, you ain't doing this right. Or you are doing this right, and we praise God. That they all may be one as thou, Father, art in me, and I in thee, that they also may be one, what? One in us. That the world may believe that thou hast sent me. And the glory which thou gavest me, I have given them. That's why Paul picked that up. Paul wasn't standing there, but by the Holy Ghost, Paul picked that up. And in Romans, he said, we're heirs. And joint heirs with Christ. Joint heirs. Uh, uh, Brother um, Hildebrandt, God bless his soul. 
Brother Harold, uh, he preached years and years ago. And he said, whatever God gets, whatever Jesus gets, you get. If you're joint heirs, he said, it's not like this. He said, you have joint heirship. If this is Christ and this is you, you get joint heirship because of this right here. All right? Because you're his. That they may be one even as we are one. That's the second time he said that in this prayer. Oh, we're going to get to a third part right here. I and them and thou and me. Is that two or three people running around? No, one. That they may be what? Made perfect in one. The world may, and that the world may know that thou hast sent me and hast loved them. Look, as thou hast loved me. There's your joint airship again. God cannot love you. Brother Brown's on the first seal. We know one thing's for sure. The brother Brown on that first seal, when it opened, it was contrary to a lot of what he had already preached. Is everybody with me? Don't get quiet on me. He said he would have made a horrible mistake if he'd have preached the notes that he had. He said on the second, third, and fourth seal, he said, this is far beyond what I thought it was because he thought the souls under the altar were Christians. He thought the wild horse rider was, and the rider was the Holy Ghost. He preached the mighty conqueror in 1959. Progressive revelation. He was, Brother Brown was going through that revelation, and when he gets to the seals, though, he sees that first seal open, and he's like, I better be quiet and listen to what this angel's telling me. Amen? Because Adam made a horrible mistake. He just jumped down and preached it, and it would have been wrong. Sorry about that, but... That's what he said. But now watch. This seal, though, is broken not to the world. That's the greatest week of sermons since Jesus walked on the face of this earth. No doubt. Because he's the one that came and spoke it. He said, here stands a lamb with a book in his hand. Now, where, where was he pointing? Over there? No, he said, here stands a lamb. And there goes a white horse rider. In other words, something was riding off. A, a, a revelation that he didn't need was riding away. But now watch what he's doing. Now watch, he's, he's been talking about church. He talks about church and bride his whole sermon. All right? And then all back before it, church and then bride. But watch, he comes down to the opening of the seals. He said, oh, there's a different group of people here. I've been preaching church and bride together. He's fixing to separate it right here. All right? Broken to who? Not to Christ, but to the church. Now watch what he does, but to the church. Notice now, and he stops. He says, oh my, that just makes me tremble. What? He got a revelation. Right there, I I, I hope the church truly understands it. See what I mean? You people, I'm going to call you bride. See, that you'll understand. So only the bride is going to understand the opening of these seals. And even the bride that was there, didn't understand them. I'll read you a quote in just a minute. And this is my quote. Never since Jesus Christ was on this earth has Satan had such a formidable opponent as the bride sitting right here today and the bride around the world. Amen. Brother Brown said, we have Satan's answer. That was in the 60s. We ought to be mature enough to have his answer now. Where he won't know what to do with us or how to, or how to deal with us. Brother Brown in 1965, the rising of the sun, 
Now, he continues. Now, this is after the seals, but he's, the seals have been opened. So he knows there's a bride, and he knows there's a church. Because yes. there's been churches, churches. Look, brides, brides, churches, brides, brides. Wow. But there has to come one. Yes. Hallelujah. There has to come a real bride. Now, not the other ones were false. They just didn't have all the revelation. There must come one that not only has got the mechanics, but the dynamics of it. Makes that church live, moving the power of resurrection until we come to that place, until we find that place. Look, so you got to find it. It's not automatic. Until we find that place. What good does it do to polish the hubs? Hebrews 4 and 12, for the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. Piercing what? Now the word. So the word of God in power is what separates things. The word by itself does not. It's dead letter. Like I said the other day, cheapest thing you can do is take a white piece of paper and put black ink on it. That's the cheapest thing you can do. But you make that live that's on that page. The devil can't do anything with that. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit. So God sent us a prophet to divide the soul from the spirit. And of the joint marrow, which is your flesh, and is the discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. So let's break this down just for a minute. I know we've been through this before, but let's just background for a minute. Let's look at the soul. You have a soul. You are a person. Yes. Everybody that's born from a womb has a soul. Yes. That is a human. Yes. All right? Now, animals do not. We know that. And thank God that Brother Brown told us that. Right. <clears throat> that they have a nature and they're part of nature, and, and, but they don't have a soul to discern good from evil. Right. All right? We have a soul, and that soul is what to do? To, for you to come to the age of accountability and discern right from wrong, good from evil. All right. <clears throat> so Genesis one twenty six, you know that's all of you know that's my favorite scripture. Genesis one twenty six is where let us make man in our own image. Here we go back to the same man. Come on. I just got this. That's the same man that was talking to us in John seventeen. He was talking about that Genesis one man. Not Genesis two seven, Genesis one twenty six. That Genesis one twenty let us make man in our own image. And after our likeness, and let him have dominion over the fish of the sea and the fowl of the air, everything that creepeth on the earth. God said, let us make man our own image. God said, you're perfect. God said, you're blessed. Before he put you in flesh. This is before flesh. This is in the mind of God. This is the Genesis 126 man that's in the mind of God before the foundation of the world. And when he took that Genesis 126 man and put it in the 2-7 man, he knew Adam was going to fall. But to make his plan and purpose work out, he had to let that happen. Because you know why? God wanted his self in human flesh. We're not going to live. We're not going to be iron and steel. Our new body, which is this body made new, our glorified body, is not going to be iron and steel. It's going to be flesh. You are going to have flesh because you are a human. That Genesis 1, 26, man, is that picture that God took of you before the foundation of the world when you were 18 to 20 years old. 
Y'all think about the other day when Billy Paul passed away? There's another vision fulfilled. I was reading it yesterday, day before yesterday. Brother Branham on the buckboard, riding with either one of them, Hope or whichever one he was riding with, and he pulls up to this beautiful woman. This daddy. She said, he said, who are you? She said, I'm Sharon Rose. I'm your daughter. I said, I'm waiting here for who? Billy. Billy. That was in another dimension. So that vision has been fulfilled. She ain't got to wait on Billy no more. Billy's there. We're getting close to the end, folks. If you don't feel the pull of the end time, I mean, they got one and we got one. Pull the end times like Brother Bob said, pulling you away from everything that's godly. But there is a God that's pulling you. John 17 said it was. He's pulling you toward him. Back into what? Fellowship. Like it was back in the book of Genesis before the fall happened. Praise the Lord. That's what he wanted. He wanted you in human flesh. We didn't come here in human flesh by mistake. And as I've said many times before, your flesh don't sin. Your flesh is born in sin. It's dying because of that. But your flesh only does what the inside guy tells it to do. So don't blame it. Well, it's just my flesh. I'm just human. No, there's something inside of you that could be different. And it can motivate you to what you used to look at. You don't look at no more. Same hand that used to hold a beer. Now it holds a Bible. Same one. Where was it washed? Not this wasn't changed. This was changed. That's why the new birth is important. Most important thing you'll ever get and hold on to. Because Satan hates to lose people. He hates to lose his subjects. He feels comfortable inside of you if you're not born again. I don't even want him comfortable in this building. I want him to be the most uncomfortable person ever. Because when he goes to the lake of fire, he will be the most uncomfortable person ever. And I hope that cancer demon sitting right in his head, on his head. Amen. I hate that thing. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. According to his divine power. We've been through this before, but just bear with me. Trying to get everybody caught up. According to his divine power. Now listen, you have nothing inside of you that's divine without God. You can call the divine Miss Whoever or Mr. Whoever or whatever. They're not divine. Only one divine person, that's God. But now when he puts himself inside of you, John 17 says, then we become one. According as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue. You've got to be called. Whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises. Brother Bob was reading this this morning. Look, that by these, Brother Ram said, these promises, you might be partakers of that divine nature. That is the divine nature of God. Having escaped, praise God. Having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Now that word divine is theos, Godhead, of Christ, spoken of the one true, only, true, only and true God. Now watch, look, whatever can in any respect be likened to God. Thank John 17. Romans 8 verse 14, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. This is Paul preaching. He's beginning to tell us how to come to adoption. He's beginning, but you've got to be born again first. I'll read you a quote here in a few minutes. Your new birth is not your adoption. It's separate. Listen. You can have, I'm going to say it again. 
You can be born again and not be adopted. But you can't be adopted and not get born again. Pretty simple. You cannot live this without God, the guy that is that living inside of you. You just act like you don't sound. For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. But look, but you have received the spirit of adoption. But remember, adoption is not crying. So this, whoever this, whatever this part of your journey or the plan is, get born again and you'll receive the spirit of adoption. In other words, puts you in the family. We'll talk about it this afternoon. Listen, like Brother Dale's always said, God's not going to adopt Satan's kids. He adopts his own children. But you've got to be in the family. If you're not born again, you're not in the family. <clears throat> but you have received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry. Daddy, daddy. When we first get born again, it's a new thing. Because it talks about a new creation. A new creature. Your old nature... Remember, you, that's why you can't divorce it, Brother Brown said, or hang it up in a closet. It's got to die, because if you don't, it's going to come back every time. It's going to raise up every time. But when the thing's dead, see, when it's dead, it ain't going to bother you. Because remember, we're dead in Christ. We died in him. But we receive the spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Daddy, Daddy. The spirit itself bearing witness with our spirit that what? That we are, are the children of God. Yes. Look, and if children, here's Paul picking up the thought from John 17. And if children, then heirs, yes. heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. Listen, it, when Jim's mother passed away, she didn't invite Gary Krantz to come to the, to the, uh, the you know, the lawyer didn't send Brother Gary Krantz. Raise your hand up. I'll tell him who you are. That Brother Gary Krantz. They didn't. They, they didn't. I don't know why I did that. I know you hate that, but I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You'll get used to it. You'll get used to it. I'm not saying nothing else. But anyway, the lawyer did not call Brother Gary Krantz to come to our, uh, to not our, but their family, you know, reading of the well. Right? Did you get one, Brother Darty? Oh, Why? Why didn't you get one? You weren't part of the family. Only family members get to come to the reading of the well. Unless there's some circumstance where you like somebody else, you want to give them something else. But today, we have come to what? We have come to read the well. Because his will is his word. This is the well. This is what we get. Open it up and read it sometime. Or by the foolishness of preaching, let him tell you about it sometime. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. Why? He calls us today to this reading of the well because we're the children of God. And if you're not, you're setting close to one. So just receive the spirit of God. If so be that we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. So what he put that in there, that we're heirs and joint heirs with Christ. We're in the family. We're his kids. Now, we know we were before the foundation of the world. But listen, you were lost when you got here. Yes, there wasn't nothing holy about you. There wasn't nothing holy about me. And what did Bob just read? Hallelujah. Brother Bob said some of you were what? <clears throat> Whoremongers? Right. Effeminate? Yeah. Boy, just read that whole list. Yeah. Such were some of you. Well, that ain't Holy Ghost filled people. They yeah. are now. 
But they weren't then. That's why the new birth is God coming inside your soul and burning that thing out. And you become a new creature. That's why we believe in the new birth in this church more than anybody you'll ever hear. We believe in an experience with God. 1 Peter 2 verse 1 says, Wherefore laying aside all malice and guile. Now we're still on the new birth. We're still in the soul. Because listen, your new birth is in your soul. You don't get a new birth in your spirit. You get a new birth in your soul. Then your spirit then is what? It is motivated by the soul to live these virtues. All right? Because they're already in there. The prophet of God says you get everything you need for your journey. Well, guess what? Guess what? Hey, Sister Rebecca. Bring a visitor with you. Hey, man. God bless you. Enjoy yourself. I may holler at you in a minute. I just forgot my thought. What was I talking about? Y'all weren't listening either. You'd have told me what I was talking about. Huh? Talking about the new birth. <clears throat> but, oh, now. Okay, thank you. But you got everything you needed when you started your journey, right? Well, why do we need this priest to us, brother? Why do we need this priest to us? Really? Really? Give me car keys. Come here, David. Mm -mm. Come here, David. Come here, buddy. This is Brother David Marunga. Let's have a give him. Come here. Here, I want you to drive your parents home today, okay? Drive the car. You Be careful. But drive them home because, listen, he's a human being, is he not? Does he not have all the faculties that he needs for his journey? But he's a baby. He's not a baby now. But he is not able to drive that car. Give that back to your daddy. If he does, we need to clear the lot first. But that's, an, that's just a prime example. We get everything you need at the new birth. But you got to grow up. Then, then man, I say man, teaches us that when we get 16 or 17, we can drive a car. I kind of doubt that myself already, too. Where's Abby Grace? Oh, she's in the back running the thing. All right. <clears throat> Lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. I hit this thing. We'll get it changed. But look, the Bible tells us, though, look, as newborn babes, right here, desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. There's a desire put inside of you to eat. Right. So Brother David, when he gets Michael's age or, or close to it, he can drive a car. He's a human. Right. He has five fingers on each hand, toes, eyes. But what's the problem? His maturity has not come to a place where daddy can hand him the key and say, here, drive us home. Because it'd be a wreck. It'd be a disaster. God knows that about you too. We're all a wreck and a disaster without God. But as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby, if so be that we have tasted that the Lord is gracious. Once you get born again, you absolutely have a thirst for God that you never had before or you didn't get it. Or you didn't get it. There's something inside of you just like a human being. You say, feed me. Then when you get Michael's age, your mama has to get three jobs to feed him. 
but he's still a human. But he's come to maturity. You know what? He's come to now where he can get his, buy his own food if he needs to. We used to depend on mom and daddy for everything, right? But we come to maturity. Well, some. Because see, like some Christians won't come to maturity. Newborn babes desiring sincere milk of the word. Now here, here God, here the Lord is in your house. But you got that door locked to pride. You got that door locked to this. You got that door locked to this. You got that door locked to this. And you say, hey, don't mess in my business. But you're still a son. Because we're going to talk about adoption this afternoon where there's several sons in the family. But really only one gets adopted because he's head and shoulders above the rest. He gets a good report. Well, that's the same way with the Holy Ghost with us. And we're reading this afternoon where Brother Bram um, dramatizes that the Holy Ghost, you know, is your tutor. And he goes and sees you and he turns around and tells the father, said, hey, he's not doing what you said to do. He's not coming to church. He's not reading the Bible. Oh, man. Well, I can't use him. Check the next guy out. So the next son, you know, he, he does everything, you know. He does everything the father asks him to do. He, uh, he gets into the well, sees what's his and says, hey, that's mine. Well, then the Holy Ghost is going to say, hey, you're going to be proud of this guy. Man. Chip all the, off the old block is what he says. We'll read it this afternoon. But that's coming to adoption. Coming to adoption is not just coming to church and saying, I'm born again. I believe the message of the hour. I got nothing to do with it because it's two separate things. To whom coming as a living stone, disallowed indeed of men, but chosen of God and precious. That's us. We're still on the soul because the soul is different from your spirit. Your soul has faith or doubt. That's it. You're not half born again. Your sisters never give half, give half birth to a child, did you? No. You birthed a child. And just trying to, you can't give them back. You can't give them back. You got to keep them. They're yours. That's what God says about us sometimes. He's, uh, they're mine. I'm ashamed of them. But they're mine. Praise God. Brother Brown says, look, when a man is born again in the Spirit of God, God gives him a checkbook. Now, look, God gives him a checkbook that will last him all through life's journey. And at the bottom of each check has got Jesus' name signed. Why? You're still a baby. He can't trust you with everything. He can give you the check. My name signed on it. But I got to make sure this is right. But there's going to come a time in adoption where Brother Brown said he gives you the checkbook and you put your name on it. All right? So that's why this church has been built on and we believe in growth development. We don't believe in just coming to church and being a message believer. My dad has fought for years to get people to see that there's a growth in this message. All right? And it's all in the Bible. It's not some, you know, Samuel Dale theory. My dad. <clears throat> And at the bottom of each check has got Jesus' name signed to it. You just fill it out for whatever redemptive blessing you need. It's yours, already prayed, paid for and prayed for. Now, surely you're not afraid that it won't be cashed. If you're afraid, you just hold that book in your pocket. Brother Brown was talking about it. He's fixing to do a prayer line. So now let's go to the spirit realm. Because remember, in your spirit realm, there's what? Five senses. Memory, reasoning, consciousness, affection, and imagination. Contrary to God... From the get-go. Hurt, what hurts you more than anything? Your memory. I can remember what I did. Praise God, God can't. 
reasoning. Sure, the Bible says come let us reason together, but there's sometimes we reason ourselves away from the Word of God. And our definitely our conscience is not of God. You ought to see all the filthy thoughts that goes through all of our heads. <gasps> not me. Well, you're lying, so that's another one you got to get rid of. All right? Memory, reason, conscious, affection, which is just what? Filial love. Not agape love. Filial love. And then imagination. Is there an imagination in God? Lord, no. Well, I imagine. No, God says this is the way it's going to be. And we have to, as Brother Brown says, we told the line. So take a Peter 1 verse 5. We're moving into the spirit realm of the person. And besides this, besides what? Besides the divine nature, besides the new birth, giving all diligence, add to your faith. It says now it's your faith. Add to your faith virtue. And to virtue, knowledge. Knowledge, temperance. Temperance, patience. Patience, godliness. Godliness, brotherly kindness. And brotherly kindness, charity. Brother Ram said... Some of these virtues, you can just naturally live. But these are God-given virtues that make you act like God, not like the world. All right? Ephesians 4, verse 14 says, We henceforth be no more children. So we move from that heirs and joint heirs. We move from that crybaby stage. Somebody with me? You move from that crybaby stage. You've let God work inside your spirit realm. You've opened all the doors that you had closed. Right? Let him start working through what? By the word of God. Amen. That we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro. Now look. And carried about with every wind of doctrine. Wow. By the slight of preachers. Men. And cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. Satan's still there. Because remember, Satan's playground is your spirit. If he's in your soul, you're not born again, so you're not even in the will. That's right. But if you're born again, if you're born again, child of God, your soul is sealed. Your soul is sealed. He's sent in, sealed in, Satan sealed out. But you got a spirit realm where Satan works through your memory, your reasoning, your conscience, effects, and imagination. That's the greatest battle ever fought. It's not in your gray matter or your head. In other words, it's not physically because you got a brain. It's because you was born in sin with a carnal nature. And that carnal nature has to be killed by the word of God. That we henceforth be no more children. All right, we're moving up, getting a little more um, uh, maturity, tossed to and fro, carried about with every wind of doctrine. Listen, we should be to a place now to where, where false doctrine doesn't bother us. And it's out there. By the slight of men and cunning craftiness will by the lie and wait to deceive. Look, but speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in what? Some things. All things, which is the head, even Christ. All right, everybody with me. Got to rush through this real quick. First Peter 2, verse 1. Ye also as lively stones are built up. Everything's building up to a spiritual house a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. Amen. Wherefore also is contained in the scripture, behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone, elect and precious. Because remember, the headstone was rejected, so this was taken off. That's what the Bible said. The headstone was rejected. But he became the chief, of the chief cornerstone, and it's just a little bitty pyramid. He started building his church on him. Amen. But they couldn't get all the way up there 
because of their ideas. Behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone, elect precious, and he that believeth on him shall not look. Here's something in your will. Amen. That he that believeth on him shall not be confounded. That's right. Amen. Unto you, therefore, which believe he is precious, but unto them which be disobedient, the stone which the builders disallowed is made the head of the corner. He's going to start building his church regardless of whether you like it or not. Regardless of whether Satan likes it or not, God's going to have a church. And now he calls her a bride, which is Revelation 19. It's not a bride anymore. It's a wife. His wife has made herself ready, not the bride. You know, June's not my bride anymore. She was 44 years ago. She's my wife now. I tell people, Brother Mark, that I've been married to the same woman 44 years, and she'll stop me real quick and say, no, you're not married to the same woman that you were 44 years ago. We've all grown. Yeah, praise the Lord. You got that right. For me, for me, for me, Sister June, for me. Whew, you have to be careful when you say stuff. And a stone of stumbling, a rock of offense, even to them which stumble, look, at the word. Taking it right back to the word, right back to the will. You're stumbled at it because you don't understand it. Being disobedient, that's why we're disobedient. Whereunto also they were appointed. But ye are a chosen generation. Now, a genealogy is a generation, so we must be in the genealogy of God to be in this generation. Chosen generation, a royal priesthood, holy nation, peculiar people, that we should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness. Praise, Praise God. Into his marvelous light, then you become the light. Which in times past were not a people, but now are now the people of God. Which had looked, had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. First Peter 1 verse 22 says, Look, seeing you have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit and under unfeigned love of the brethren, see that you love one another with a pure heart fervently, as Brother Rob was talking about in the Statue of Perfect Man. When you get up to brotherly kindness, it's not loving somebody that loves you. You got to love your neighbor as you love yourself. I know most of y'all don't like your neighbors. Well, we do because we're all family. But I've got two gay guys that live right beside me. i got to love them just as much as I love me, or that ain't brotherly kindness. i got to love people. Jesus stood up one day and said, love people that hate you. Really do it now, not just saying, well, I like them a little bit. No, you got to love them. you got, you got to have love for their soul because they're not born again. Maybe they'll see that through you if you'll project that. Unto unfeigned love of the brother, and see that you love one another with a pure heart, fervently. Yes. Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the word of God which liveth and abideth forever. That word being is ongoing. Amen. Now there's a birth. We have a birth, but there's a growth birth, which is virtue, knowledge, temperance, patience, godliness. Because Brother Ram said these virtues are birthed into you. Yes. All right. Yes. Hebrews 5 verse 10 said, Called of God and high priest after the order of Melchizedek. Of whom we have many things to say and hard to be uttered, seeing they are dull of hearing. Paul couldn't preach to a lot of people. Right. They didn't understand him. Right. Hey, even Peter. Right. Peter, the Holy Ghost filled Peter that wrote some of the Bible that we're reading right now. He said, Paul says things hard to be understood. Right. 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 Sure 
For when for the time you ought to be teachers, you have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God. Just like Brother um, that was here the other day, we were talking, and he said, you don't have to tell a Holy Ghost-filled person to, keep, to come to church. You can just slide that out of the way. You don't have to tell the Holy Ghost person to read the Bible. You don't have to preach on a Holy Ghost-filled woman to not cut her hair. If you're not, you're not born again, okay? Just admit it. And start from there. At least you start from somewhere. Because remember, the Word is what? Here to divide. Be the first principles of the oracles of God and are become such as have need of milk and not strong meat. Paul's looking at a group of people saying, hey, y'all ought to be more mature than this. Remember, he never preached this to the Ephesians. The Ephesians, Brother Brown said, it was a mature church. They could take this predestination. They could take chosen in him before the foundation of the world. And that was a big old strong, mighty church, 12 people. But hey, it was 12 people with the Holy Ghost. Mature. For everyone that uses milk is unskillful. That's where we get in trouble. We become unskillful. Brother Gary Krantz again. Sorry, but he is a master builder. I mean, look, he is a perfectionist for building. I can't do that. So that's his profession, as Brother Collie was in. That's his profession. Leave it alone. Get in my position. That's what we're going to talk about this afternoon. My position is not that. I know that. I want us to know where we're at. Know our position. Know what we're putting this body for. If you're a fingernail, have you ever took your fingernail and hit it with a hammer? Yeah, that thing hurts. But you need it because everywhere you move, you touch it, it reminds you that you did something stupid. Like I did where I drove a nail through both them fingers with a, with a nail gun. For he is a baby. But strong meat belongeth to them that are full age. In other words, Paul says there's a group that's going to stand down to a buffet of steak, baked potato. That's what he's saying. But strong meat belongeth to them that are of full age. Even those who by reason of use... That's the whole deal. Have their senses exercised to discern good from evil. Today, right now, you're discerning good from evil. All right? There's a fight going on. There's a battle in another dimension right now. Thank God we had a prophet that could explain that he could see streaks of black going from one to the other. What it was, it was a demon screaming at another one. All right? He see the demons. He said, hanging on the rafters. That's real. Remember, he said, I wanted to see one of them. It looked like Alley Oop, the, the cartoon. Some of you young kids don't know that. We used to have cartoons, and they were black and white. <clears throat> now they got HD, huge devil. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Ephesians 1, verse 4 says, according, here's Ephesians. <laughs> got to be funny a little bit, or you'll go crazy. According as he hath chosen what? Us in him. Before the foundation of the world. Yes. That we should be holy and without blame before him in love. We weren't. Yes. We were unholy. Right. We were unlovable. Right. But now because of this chosen that we know that we were chosen, yes. we received the new birth. Yes. Right. Right. It's made us holy and without blame. If you're born again today, you will not go to the judgments. You'll not go to the white throne judgment. Sure, there's a judgment of the deeds done in the body. Paul explains that. But you'll not go to the white throne judgment. Praise God. That's a good enough revelation of me right now. Amen. But if you're not born again, don't claim that revelation because you ain't got there yet. 
Look, having predestinated. Now, remember, we know in this church, predestination is not just set in stone. God's going to pull you through a tube because Brother Brown didn't believe that. Because Paul explains he's by foreknowledge. Those he foreknew, he did predestinate. So by foreknowledge, he knew what was going to happen, saw you do it or not do it. Therefore, he could predetermine your destiny only by foreknowledge. Because listen, you're still a free moral agent. Today, you're a free moral agent. The time we come to the change of the body, you're going to be a free moral agent. <clears throat> Can't take that away. Because that's the soul part. The soul makes you a free moral agent. All right? Having predestinated us unto the adoption of children. Now look, he predestinated us unto adoption, not adoption, to adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will. Adoption series. Brother Ram said, look, now what is adoption? We'll stop right here. What is adoption? Now let me get this now. I don't know whether I won't have time to get through this, but I'll hit it. If there's a question, you can ask me a little later on something in the message. Listen, your adoption is not your birth. Pretty plain, isn't it? That's black and white. Well, with a little bit of yellow and a little bit of red. Your adoption is not your birth. Your adoption is your placing. So he's pulling it apart. He's rightly dividing the word of truth. When you were born again, St. John 1, 17, I believe when we were born of the Spirit of God, we are sons of God. All right? Put it in the family. But we were predestinated. Now, here's what I'm trying to get to you for this sons of the last day. We were predestinated unto Adoption. So only in this age could we come to adoption. Only in this age. Because to be adopted, you've got to have full word, all in line, precept upon precept, line upon line, everything, no false doctrine. You say, how can you do that? We can't do that. You believe this and I believe that. Did Jesus have a problem with his doctrine? Did the Father have a problem with his doctrine? Where is that person? Where? Inside, here's inside of you. I read you where he said, if you'll listen to what he's saying, he'll lead you and guide you into some truth. All truth. All right? So let's read this real quick, and then we'll, then we'll stop right here and start this afternoon. Take a Peter 1, verse 8. For if these things be in you and abound, uh, Brother Bob read it this morning. For if these things be in you, what? If these things be in you and overflow. Abound means overflow. When Brother Bradham had to dream, Sister Shepherd had a dream, Brother Bradham interpreted, the water was flowing out of the pyramid. Amen. But remember, what was in that water? Sticks, stones. In other words, when you get born again, you still got trash. It's called a spirit realm. But as he pours the water in, he said the sticks came up to the top and run out. That's what that right there is. So, because when we come to adoption, listen, the adoption is when, when God is going to place everything in your hand. And he's not going to back off. No, 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 no. When Adam was naming the animals, Sister Cheryl, when Adam was naming all the animals, this big gray thing comes walking up with a trunk like this, and Adam goes, elephant. Next one comes by, you know, real got a big mane, and he roars, you know, and big old long tail. He said, lion. And God's going, Adam, that's exactly what I was thinking. 
Because that's where it came from, and that's what we're having now. Now is that moment of time when the second Adam come to get into his bride to give us that authority. Remember, I read to you, Genesis 126, man, it's the given dominion. So when you call for it, it'll happen. We've seen it in a small portion here in our own church where Brother Dale would call for things and it would happen. A gun one time, right, Brother Collie? Stolen out of his house, right? Am I telling the right story? Stole, gun was stolen out of your house. You come and told the church, and Daddy said, Daddy was preaching, and he said, he said, shame on the devil for doing that. In other words, still while you're up, I think you were at church, right? Yeah. Okay, I'm trying to tell the story, right? For, for our visitors, I know we've all heard it. But, but he was pre- Daddy was preaching. No, Brother Collie was preaching. That's right, Brother Collie was preaching. Somebody stole his gun. Well, Daddy gets up the next sermon. He says, hey. What do you say? Three days, that gun will be back. What happened? The guy that stole it was sitting on your back porch with a gun in his lap, right? Well, he had it at another house somewhere. Okay. And the guy that knew it, seen it with the gun. That's, and then, that's right. Yeah. So he told him, you need to take that man's gun back. And so he brought it. He told him, he didn't bring it back, he's going to turn it over to the police. Yes. You scare people by taking them to the police. But you see that, but but it, it was three days it happened. Just like Brother Randall with the car keys. Remember the car keys got lost and, he's you know, all that happened. He got all that back, all the different things. We've seen it in a small portion, but I want to see it in the bigger portion, not just one person. It's You know, a one-man message we come through. Brother Brown had a great get. We were talking about Wednesday night. He had faith for the time. He would call your name. He would tell you where you were. And that's not over with. It's just being done in a worldwide a uh, uh, space of time, not just one person, all right? Because this message is worldwide. Brother Brown did not take it all back home with him. Because you know why? Because Jesus Christ is here, and that's the whole message is Jesus Christ. If he's here, he's the message, and the message is here, all right? For if these things be in you and abound, they make you. That you shall neither be bearing nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ, but he that lacketh these things is blind. You're still in the kingdom. But you're not going to be an adopted son and cannot see far off. In other words, you cut yourself off from Revelation and have forgotten. How many of us have forgotten that we were purged from those old sins? Wherefore, the rather brethren give diligence to make your calling and election sure. For if you do these things, you shall never fall. Oh, brother, I fall all the time. A Bible says right here, if you do these things, ye shall never fall. You just got to do these things. That's the hard part. For so an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly in the everlasting kingdom of Lord Jesus Christ. Wherefore, I will not be negligent to put you always in remembrance of these things. In other words, preaching it 135 sermons over and over again. Though you know them and be established in this present day truth. Though you know all this, you be established. And we'll talk about adoption this afternoon. Let's stand. Musicians come. We're coming to something. We're just not church members. We just don't come to church. I come to church to see. I come to church to get rid of me. Yes. Remember, Brother Ram, he said, what did he say? He said, you either get better or worse when you leave the doors. You could get better if you get rid of old you. 
But if you take old you back out that door, you've done stood under the anointing of the word that would, that would release you from that, yet you're taking it back home with you. You bound yourself right back up in chains. That's what the word's given, though, to tell us that, that we can get rid of that. We can get rid of those chains. Let's sing a song. God bless you. If you have a need. But we made it out of it. We are trusting in the Lord. And according to his word, we will understand it better by and by. Oh, by and by. When the morning comes, when all the saints of God are gathered home, we will tell the story. But he guides us with his eye And we'll follow till we die We will understand it better by and by Sing it to him Oh, by and by When the morning comes When all the saints are God are gathered home We will tell the story just for a second before we, before we dismiss. Brother George Quinn, I, I forgot to tell you this Wednesday night, but we all know Brother George, and he's been coming here for years and years and years. But anyway, his wife passed away in March of dementia. He, he took care of her for two and a half years to just see her just go to nothing. But said when she passed away, he was holding her hand, and he saw, that, he saw mist come up out of her body and disappear. But the wisdom of a man, he said, before that happened, he said, I leaned over and said, honey, have a good night because I'll see you in the morning. Amen. That's all it is. They can be gone for hundreds of years. We'll see him in the morning. Amen. Go to sleep, Frida. Go to sleep, sister. Get away from the toils and trials. See you in the morning. Amen. Amen. We believe between six and nine, Brother Ram told us, there'd be a resurrection. Amen. This one to grab a hold of this one, this one grab a hold of this one, all the saints will come back. Amen. Do you really believe that? Amen. I really believe that. I believe there's a resurrection power inside of you. Because the resurrection power comes from the bride. 
Amen. We're not waiting on somebody else to bring us another message. That's right. That's right. We've had to shout the voice and the trumpet. What else do you need? Amen. It's called us, not the world, us. They're waiting for a, a literal do 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 that's right. They are. You ask them. Oh, when that great trumpet sounds. It's already sounded. In your life. By and by, when the morning comes, you're dismissed. All the saints of God again we home. We will tell the story of how we overcome. And we'll understand it better by.